Yeah, welcome back. Uh. Season four of the Average Joe Show. Uh. So tell me, are you down? Uh. Are you down? Yeah. So tell me, are you down? Remember season one was your favorite episode. Tell me, are you down? Back in season two, we talked about what's good for you. Are you down? We lost a lot in season three, but I hope you stay down with me, yeah. Tell me how you down, tell me how you down. Season four. Yeah. Tell me how you down, tell me how you down, yeah. It's the average show show. Tell me how you down, tell me how you down, yeah. This is an Average Joe Media Production. Welcome to an episode of Thoughts of an Average Show Podcast. This is Troy Jackson, your favorite average show. And my dumbass forgot to press record the first time. We was like, oh my gosh. Oh man, but I have the GOAT of podcasting here today, man. Like, I'm honored to be sharing a mic with her, man. Shan from She Gets It Pod. How are we living today? We good. He got the throat on the mic. Hello, in the flesh. Mm. You know, congratulations, you're the first person to record hey, man, with me listen, in I the feel, flesh. I feel blessed. Okay. You know, you're going to get a little heat for this, but you're going to drop some heat. I was like, I'm coming to Atlanta. Let me hit Shan up. I was like, why is she responding? My dumb ass is like, oh, wrong, page. wrong page. Do not <laughs> at me on She Gets It Pod, okay? I have been hacked and thrown out of there. At me at Shan B. Podden. Okay? I was like, why haven't I heard from her? I was like, is she ignoring me? I was trying to find He, he was talking to straight ghost face. I was. By himself. I was. Sir, what? Wait, here we are. We, we here. We uh, have press record. Yes, we have press record. And, and we are ready to deliver so, 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 what so, needs to be delivered. So let's talk about this HR aware. Because we was, we was on it. And then I realized. We, we were on it. So I was just telling him that I have always been the HR aware employee. Uh-huh. And that's where people higher up in companies know me, know that, you know, did you read your employee handbook? Do you know that that's slightly inappropriate? Okay. But they could never be mad at what I did at the place because uh-huh. I was always consistent. They could always count on me. I always delivered. And there's no job that I've worked where they haven't reached out to me again to have me back. Uh. And it's very important in life, regardless of what you do, whether it's internship, overnight jobs, corporate, or just warehouse shit, never leave someone in a way where you leave a bad taste in their mouth. I need to be like you because I didn't do that shit. Listen, (laughs) all, all the jobs that I've left and quit, it's rare that I ever put a two weeks in 
But the same day that I drop off my letter of why I'm leaving, you never see it coming. Uh. Like, I'm a, oh, I'm a volunteer to help you do some shit. Oh, I'm going to do this for you. Oh, I'll take care of that. And I take care of it. By the time you peep me, is the day after I already left and my desk is empty. <laughs> because, you know, every every place has like a time frame. And when I stop learning from people and when I stop learning from jobs, I know it's time for me to dip. Mm, okay. Not because it's a bad thing. It's just like, you're not pouring into me anymore and I can no longer pour my time into this. So here we are. So that's me in a nutshell. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm glad that he is here. He has made it. He's enjoying his time in Atlanta. Yes. Okay. Most definitely. He hit me up and he was like, let's do an episode. Let's do an episode on why adulting is ghetto. And you know, I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> okay. I'm going to tell you why. Bro, I hate being an adult. I just look at my parents like, why did y'all make me? Like... Like, I, I would rather still be in y'all nutsacks and we're chilling. So, like, right, I done lost my job, right? Mm-hmm. Pay my parents rent, right? Mm-hmm. My mom was like, you know, you start working, you go back, right? I was just like, Sheesh. it's just one month. I can't get this month off. She was like, no. Stepping on next. I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, I hate, and I don't even have kids. So, yes. I would hate it even more if I had kids. As a man and you got kids, I don't know what that's like. But as a woman, when you got kids and people like your kids, people are a lot nicer. Is that so? Yes. People are a lot nicer. So if your kids, so is it, they like your kids because of you or they like the kids because your kids are likable? Both. Both. Okay. Like, especially if you're a person where they know you've been hardworking, you've been consistent, Uh you've been putting in the effort. And this is just a hard time for you. Mm-hmm. But they can depend on the fact that you're not slacking. They're going to let you lax a little bit. Okay. Like, I have friends who do not have kids who will be who will hit me up and be like, pack a bag for the girls. I'm going to come get them mm. so you can have some time to yourself. Mm. What should I do at that time? I should probably rest. I should probably <laughs> relax and not do shit. What does Chantal do? A whole bunch of shit because I ain't got the kids. Um, I find work for myself. I try to do things that I can't really do when I have both of the girls. But for the most part, I appreciate that time because just like any relationship, people forget that. Yeah, you may have kids, but they are also human. Mm -hmm. And they also need time away from you to appreciate you, to come back and realize, you know what? I feel this when I'm with you, and I notice this when I'm not with you. Parents need time away from their kids also. That's facts. So you could get, like, a mental, emotional break. It is very hard and exhausting to wake up every day, and before you leave your bed, you're needed. Uh. Before you open your eyes, you're needed. Uh. Before you step your foot on the fucking ground, there is three questions said to you. Before that happens. So, do you kid? Are your kids your alarm clock? Do they wake you up? I have four alarm clocks every morning. Uh-huh. They are not my alarm clock. But let me tell you something about mom brain. You do not sleep how you slept before you had kids. Mm. You can hear you can hear hear like a pin drop on the floor because you got mom ears uh-huh. listening for shit to pop off. Um, so. Some some mornings I gotta act like I'm not up because I hear them, <laughs> but I hear them. But some mornings I need to lock them out my room and get up 
And some one of them just like, all right, you in, you in here, I'm up, but leave me alone. And then you'll hear, like, the oldest one, leave her alone. Don't ask her anything. What do you need? You know what I'm saying? So when, 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 you, had your first, when you had your first kid, how, how old was you? Um, I was 28 when I got pregnant. I was 29 when I had her. Damn, how old are you? I'm 34. Okay, we were on the same age. But I always knew, like, I have older parents. Uh-huh. So my mom's 69 now, but my parents are 30 years apart. Uh-huh. Oh. Yes. So when my dad um, and her mamie, she was 30, going in 31, and my dad was 60. Uh-huh. So I knew before I had kids, if I do have kids, I don't want to be an old parent. See, that's what I'm struggling with now, because I'm, I'm about to be 33. I don't want to be 40. You know, I, I had a whole plan before, obviously, the break. I was like, yeah. I'm get married, have kids, all this. And now it's Everybody like... Everybody swear they got a plan, but that plan ain't shit. You, that's and facts. That, that plan, when it comes to adulting also, ain't shit. Because I feel like just like your taste buds, every seven years, shit change. Every seven years, you gonna flip some shit. Uh. Not saying that you don't do what you want to do, but you rearrange the goals on your priority list. Uh-huh. So, like, for me... I knew what I wanted to do in life when I was in middle school in home ec and you had to like lay out if you wanted to go to college or not. I knew what I wanted to do and I did everything I wanted to do up until graduating and working in New York and working under fashion designers Uh and footwear designers and um, just really understanding it. And then the next level of life came where it was like, okay, all that shit you was talking put it to work Uh but what i wasn't prepared for is the phoniness the phoniness that is new york and in new york it you would think it's about your talent you would think it's about your work ethic Uh you would think it's about um your ability to work with other people no it's how well do you kiss ass how well do you fake it and does your family come from money and what can they do for me Uh so um new york will swallow someone that's very creative, that's very passionate up because they can get sucked into trying to work at a job because of the name. They'll get stuck into trying to work their way up in a place where they don't want you to be in the position you want because of your skin color, your Uh face. Uh Uh, You don't represent the company as well as they would want you to. And you will get stuck into thinking, well, let me go back to school for this. Let me go back to school for that. Let me get my master's for this. And then you're going to wake up one day, you're going to be 42, and you ain't spend no time with anybody to learn nobody. Uh. You ain't create no relationships that were, like, encouraging, and you don't have no kids. And as a woman, that shit will eat you up. Uh And so uh, I think a lot of women that live in New York that, put their careers before everything else. When they hit their forties, they got a lot of regrets, uh, but they won't voice those regrets. They'll say, Oh, I never want ki- wanted kids or I, I never wanted marriage or marriage. Wasn't my thing. Yes, it was. Uh-huh. You just realized it a little bit too late. Uh-huh. So when I realized I was exhausted from New York, um, I, I left 
and I had enough money to not work for like a year and a half. Damn, you say you saved up for real. Listen, I'm trying to get like you. When I was in New York for those six years, I worked three jobs consistently for those six years. Mm. I never checked my bank account. Mm. Whenever I wanted something, I just I swiped. mean, you ain't have to. Three jobs. Listen. I, when I got two, I really got to check my bank account. if it account. ain't this week, it's next week. I know I, I definitely got to check. <laughs> um, and... I was living that independent life. And I will say for adulting, anybody in their 20s, fuck that relationship. Mm, I agree with you. Um, Fuck, you know, everybody else's idea of what they want you to do. Figure out who you are. Figure out what you like. Figure out what you don't like. And try and travel, period. Because once you get to your 30s and you're like, you know what? I just want to figure out who I am and I just want to try different things and I want to travel. People will be like, shut your dumb ass up and pay these bills. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why you need to do that shit in your twenties because that's your time to be stupid. That's your time to fuck up. That's Mm -hmm. your time to not be judged by your fuck ups because you're in your Mm twenties. When you get to your thirties, you should have some things that's like set in place, set up. Yeah. Um, you should be working on like, okay, Dick was cool in your twenties. You know, taking off of work for Dick was cool in your twenties. <laughs> um, you can't afford to do that bullshit now. No, you really can't. And then if you do take off of work for Dick in your thirties, make sure he can pay for the day. That you miss work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's not a problem. Um, make sure that he is pouring into your life, pouring into you, encouraging you, investing in you. And I'm not just talking financially. I'm talking mentally, emotionally, mm-hmm. uh, spiritually, like pouring into you. He makes you better. You want to be better. They're better with you type shit. And if it ain't that, you don't need it. My- Sa- same thing with men. My biggest mistake in my 20s was putting my name on a lease and a car for for two different women. No. Yeah, and that shit is fucking with me to this day. And I'm just like, if I could take that back. I had great credit until then, too. I had amazing credit until that happened. I was just like, fuck me. Like, how? Why? Like, I was just like... I was dumb. I was definitely dumb. That's how. I, that's how I was dumb. I wasn't dumb over pussy, but I was. That was dumb. Let me tell you. Um, I was close to doing some dumb shit when I was in college uh, for my child's father. And once I got the money out, and they were like, you know, if you pay this bail, he still won't come out because he still has to see the judge. I was like, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's just like the stupid things you do. Based on emotion, uh, your mind running on emotion mm-hmm. and all of that shit, you got to be able to check yourself. And if you can't check yourself, make sure you're around real people, real friends, real family that will check you when you can't check you. No, I feel you on that. Um, but as for, like, living with someone you're with, I've never done that. I've never lived with a man. I wasn't technically even living there. But, but to me, living with someone is the same as... Putting your name on the line for them. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Which I I did. Yeah. So, like, I would never put my name attached to someone I'm attached to by feelings, 
or um... oh, let me give you some backstory. So she was my best friend at the time. Okay, and she was she needed to move out of where she was at, and my parents were told me I had to move out come December. Mm-hmm. So this was like August. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, just pay it till December. And I'm moving in. So that way I ain't have to worry about getting an apartment. My name's already on there. I just move stuff in little by little. Right. I told her, if you need help, you got to let me know. Okay. She ain't tell me that shit. Next thing I know, we had mediation. And at this point, I'm like, she told me a little bit. And when she told me, it was already too late. So I took out loans to try to fix it. Mm. Dumbass mistake. Mm. And then she was supposed to pay me back on that shit. Mm. She ain't even come close to paying me back on that shit. Dumbass mm. mistake. Mm. So then... I let her talk me into, at mediation, I was like, hey, we just need to cut our losses now. Because, like, if we going, how how we going to come up with two grand and turn right back around a week later and come up with, come up with rent? We ain't going to have it. Right. I let her dumbass talk me into that shit. We came up with it, but then we ain't have enough money for the rent. And I'm just like, we just wasted two grand for no fucking reason. You moved the hole to get into another hole. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm just like, I just be so pissed because I'm like, we both got in this shit together. Now she flourishing. And I'm still struggling with this shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, like, I hate her. I don't even hate people, but I hate her with a passion. You don't hate her. You hate the choices you made for her. Oh, no, I hate her. Sheesh. Like, we, I tried to save you, girl. <laughs> we used to work together. Like, before I left that job, we used to work together. And she would look at me. I wouldn't even talk to her. I hate her. Mm-hmm. What a passion. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, because you lied. It's mm-hmm. one thing. It was like, I got over the fact that we got evicted because of you. Right. But then you told me you paid it. Then I turned, then I found out that you did it. So after I gave you another chance at friendship, you lied to my face. So I hate you. Mm. Like, there's no coming back from that. Like, if she was on the side of the road dying, I would keep it moving. I get that. I get that. Just, you, I don't even know who you are. Just, you know, just got to keep it moving. Get that. And get then that. we had a, her son was my godson. And she like, just cut me off completely from that. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh, you come see me. You come see him. Stand me up. I get there. 40 minutes from my house. I hate her. Boundaries, man. Definitely. I learned that. I learned that Boundaries. ASAP. Boundaries. Like, I probably would have my own place if it wasn't for that right now. Even though the, mm-hmm. the, the price, the housing, the, the apartment shit is ridiculous in Florida. Like, the apartment shit is ridiculous right now. Um, the housing shit is ridiculous right now. Everybody in Atlanta think they got a 300K house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and this shit is not even appraising at 300K. Um, so many of my friends house shopping right now, and the shit don't make sense. It's not adding up. It's not, <laughs> you know man. What I'm like, everything is going up, but the wages. Yeah. It'd yeah. be like, damn, it'd be like $20 an hour, and you still can't even get by with that. The minimum that anybody should be making in America, period, is 60K a year. The minimum. I agree. But I feel like um, everything keeps going up because the rich and wealthy is so um, interested in watching the lowest of the low. Uh-huh. Let's watch them scramble like a game. Uh-huh. Um. Like let's, squid games. Yeah, like let's see who's going to eat who first. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only way to win it is to win for yourself. Mm-hmm. There, you can't help somebody else when you need help. You know what I'm saying? That used to be my downfall. So it's definitely going to be like 
There's no more nine to five that's gonna get you out the hole. That's trash. That's nope. that's done. It's if you're going to do the nine to five, when you get off of that, where are you going? Uh-huh. While you're working at that nine to five, what is making money for you? Uh-huh. Um, before that nine to five, how are you investing in yourself? You know what I'm saying? And I just feel like if you are not making money while you sleep, having something make money for you while you do other work and you live, you shouldn't be home watching TV. You shouldn't be worried about who got HBO, who got Netflix, Uh what's on. You shouldn't be worried about no reality TV because the reality is you're not going to have enough to watch TV next year. Uh Okay. Uh Everybody's rent is supposed to go up at least 300 plus dollars. Okay. In Georgia, they've been kicking out people, giving them five days a week to either move out or pay 600 extra dollars. Damn. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, yeah, I'm renting, but at the same time, I'm renting a house that makes sense for me Uh and my kids. Uh There's no way that I will give up a three-bedroom, two-bath house, front yard, backyard, driveway for an apartment that's a one-bedroom costing me $1,400, whereas I'm living in this house and it's $1,100. Yeah, yo. Like, there's no way. It's so easy, right? Like, I'd be trying to tell people, I'd be like, yo, like, I don't understand, like, how they want you to make three times the rent when I just get a house. And pay, especially now, what, 15, like six, anywhere from like three to $700 less. Because a lot of people understand that, right? Uh-huh. But at the same time, let's say you're pre-approved for a house at, let's say, 290 k uh-huh. You go to look at a house that's, you know, 220 230 Um, You always want to go under what you're approved for. That's facts. And you put in your offer and somebody counters your offer that's offering 300K. Uh, you know, they know. The, the, the seller knows it's not worth 300K, uh-huh. but who they going to go with? Uh-huh. The highest. So I feel like that's another issue. And people know that the house is not worth what they keep upping the price at. And that's why a lot of houses sit. So let me ask you a question on that. Let's say... You get a loan for two ninety. Mm-hmm. You get a house for two twenty. Do you keep that extra seventy, or do the bank it, or do they just? It depends on um, how that loan is set up and the, uh-huh. equi- the equity in the house. Um, I am not a realtor, okay, <laughs> but I do have friends that are, and they sit on my phone in these chats all day talking this house shit. And my frustration be the the waves of emotion, the encouragement. That I did everything I was supposed to do. I got, I got, you know, my approval. Uh-huh. I'm looking for the house. I fell in love with this house today. Let me show you. Da-da-da-da. I click on the motherfucking picture. It's a beautiful house. I put in an offer. A week later, the deal fell through. Emotional no damage. damage. Like, <laughs> I told my friend, I said, yo, one of my friends just got their condo like three weeks ago. Uh-huh. And I'm happy for him. Right? Because he was looking for a house and he said, fuck it. Let me just focus on like getting a condo. Uh-huh. He bought his condo. He got it moved in. 
my other friend, she looking for a house house, okay? And I told her, I said, bitch, don't tell me shit until you're closer to putting your key in the door and your shit in the door. Because uh-huh. I can't handle loving a house, putting an offer in, not getting it, and uh-huh. we, we're trashing the thought and the feelings and we're moving on to something else. I'm just like, damn, no, I'm not ready. I can't. So everybody's like, I can't, I'm ready for you to get a house. I'm ready for you to get a house. And now I'm just at a spot where next year I would love to buy a house. Uh What idea do I have in mind? Something that does not have neighbors as close as I have neighbors now. Okay. Um, I don't like people. That's a very, that's a misconception about me where people think like, Oh, she talks all the time. You know, her personality. <laughs> I, I like to have my titties swinging. I, I like to have my windows open. I don't want to have to worry about somebody seeing me, uh-huh. you know, and like, you know, put this on before you go outside. My neighbors on this block know like, yeah, she wear a robe when she put up the trash, but. She also wears her robe open when she puts out the drive, you know what I'm saying? I try. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I just, I I, I appreciate homeness more the older uh-huh. I get. I don't like people the older I get. I want a big-ass yard with trees and room. I would love a property with ATVs on it that me and my kids can ride and bullshit all day and just chill. Uh-huh. And a long driveway away from the shit. Okay. Is my steed. Okay. I am not a subdivision lover. How dare you tell me how my grass gotta be? Oh my gosh. What? I hate them HOAs with a passion. It, um, you can't have a basketball hoop or your fence is this. How you gonna tell me what to do with my house? Suck my dick. I have a 30 year mortgage, bitch. How dare you tell exactly. me that? I hate that shit. After all of the bullshit I've done been through, mm-hmm. living wise, living out of suitcases for years, um, being in apartments where I'm waiting on maintenance to fix that one thing from three weeks ago, I finally get my house. Are you about to tell me how my house should be presented to you mm-hmm. and what fees I got to pay you for like the next 15 years because I live in this subdivision? No, I've never been a subdivision lover. I do have people who live in subdivisions that I go visit sometimes. I like eclectic things. I like things that are different. I like seeing a house and not having no fucking idea what it looks like inside. Mm. And so when I see houses that are like, oh, the same builder that built this here built the one on such and such street. I'm just like, ew, my nipples just got soft. I don't even want to see the house. Like, I don't want to see the house. Fuck the house. Somebody else got the same house you got, bitch. Fuck that house. Same, same thing like I am about uh, trends. Uh-huh. If 100 people are standing in line for that shoe, fuck that shoe. I agree with you on that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't want that shoe. I want this shoe that they only made 500 of. Uh-huh. I want this shoe that's weird as shit. You know, you weird. People don't even know what the fuck it is. That's what I like. Uh. And when things are exclusive, when things are eclectic, I feel like they're more appreciated. And I feel like you just separate yourself and people just know. Leave her the fuck alone. She likes weird shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's how I am. I want to say in a year, I would like to have my first apartment. That's the goal. Hopefully end mm. of this year. Mm-hmm. But... 
I'm trying to decide because I already know, especially in Florida, like if I'm going to get an apartment because how I like to have my money set up, Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to work two jobs throughout that lease. And I don't know if I really want to do that. But I'm also tired of living in my parents. Because if I want to be able to fuck, I want to be able to fuck. Let me tell you about fucking and adulting, okay? (laughs) (laughs) You went from not even knowing what that was to, you know, your fast-ass friends in school talking about it. Mm -hmm. And then... um, Prom comes and you're just like, you know what? This one, I'm gonna puff this pussy. I'm gonna puff this pussy in prom. And who I did that with was someone that I was in a relationship with. Uh-huh. Um, but we didn't go to the same school together at that time, but we went to high school together. And we just ended up having our prom the same night. He wanted me to go to his. I didn't want to go to his because I didn't know nobody at his school. Uh-huh. And he didn't want to come to mine because he didn't know nobody at school. But we met up. Um, shout out to the Embassy Suites on Peachtree. Okay. <laughs> Fucked. Get up in here. Um, uh, and that's when it happened. And I remember when it happened, I'm just like, this the bullshit you been talking about? <laughs> I was so unimpressed. <laughs> what? Most women are unimpressed their first time. They I was so like... unimpressed. I'm just like, oh my God. Then after that, you're just like, oh, okay. But then when you meet you, a motherfucking man that is older and knows more, I became a student to the bullshit. Okay. <laughs> I was I was doing things I said I was never going to do. And <laughs> you do not want to drink from me, okay? Um <laughs> so um that happened and then you go from like not doing Fucking to sneaking to do fucking uh-huh. to you're no longer sneaking no more. Nigga, pull up over there. We can handle this. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not going to work today. I know I was scheduled. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to Ed, my old manager. He knew what I meant when I Ed, I'm not coming in today. He's like, <laughs> All right, I got you. Um, and then you go from that to Semi, maybe you got a roommate situation and uh-huh. you got to wait till they're not around to get that in how uh-huh. you want to get it in to many hotels of getting that in. Uh-huh. And you'd be like, nigga, we don't give a fuck about these people in this hole. Do what you want. <laughs> and um, you get that level of it, uh, but you got to pay for that. Uh-huh. You know, it's a whole time set up. When we go and check out, let's uh-huh. get one in before check out. And then you go from, because I never lived with any of the people I was with. But I would stay, extended stays, uh-huh. to the place until I'm just like, you know what? I don't want to be around nobody. I need to go home. <laughs> Did I need to go home? No. But I need to go home because I don't want to be around you. You know, that sounds mean, but uh-huh. I don't want to be around you no more. Um, and then you get to the point where you got your own motherfucking house. You might have some couple of humans that escaped out the nut. <laughs> and you got to either z them them people mm-hmm. or melatonin, melatonin. that ass <laughs> or set up where oh you going to sleep at 8 30 mm-hmm. play some loud music and send that text are you dropping off dick tonight or not <laughs> not hello how was your day no are you dropping dick <laughs> tonight or not and when that text go through and you see them three dots what time? I'm ready now. And um, they come through to the back. 
go to the back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's no food. We not chilling. We not watching shit. Drop them. Okay. <laughs> Drop them. And make sure you put all your shit where it is. That way when you need to leave, you can go. Because there is no, you're not staying over. Mm-hmm. There is no, I don't want my kids to see you. You you are a ghost. Nobody knows you here. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody should see you here. Um, my kids think... Kids think my vagina is dusty, okay, <laughs> and that's how that's how it needs to stay, okay. Because especially the fact that I have girls, no, I'm not in a relationship. Yes, I am single, but it's definitely not dusty, okay. I have learned how to separate my emotions from my vagina, and I suggest all women to do that because your emotions do not belong in your vagina; uh. they belong in your brain. And once you get on that level where you understand how men can have sexual acts of greatness with no emotions attached to it and no expectations, you're going to be good money because your emotions don't belong with people who cannot reciprocate what you need. Uh. They don't. Men, just because she give you that five-five, okay, just because she be delivering that medulla oblongata, okay? She makes your eyes roll back, your toes curl, <laughs> all of that stuff. Does not mean she's it for the relationship. No, that's facts. I had to learn that the hard way. Listen, facts. does not mean she needs to move in. Doesn't mean you need to pay her bills. Doesn't mean none of that. Because the person that is my DP can never be... The man I need Why not? going forward because he has shown me characteristic wise that he cannot uphold what I need. Mm. And some people in life, I feel, in my opinion, when you see certain character traits, I'm not going to call them flaws because they might be amazing to somebody else. Mm-hmm. If they don't fit for you, don't tell yourself that they fit for you because that's where you fuck up. Um, People can love you how they want to love you, how they think you should be loved. But if it's not how you want to be loved and they show you like the maximum that they could give you, Mm -hmm. you got to take heed with that shit. And you got to be like, you know what? We cool at this. We not cool at that. Mm. So when I think of like a hundred percent package, it's not you. No need to, no need to offend, but it's not you. But you could be great as a package, but just not for me. Mm-hmm. And you just accept somebody what they're great at. He's great at dropping off that dick for me. Okay? <laughs> the dick with no emotions. I like that. I need that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because until that 100% man steps into my life that is a daddy already. Okay? Yeah, but God, cause she ain't she don't, Listen, she, ain't, she ain't having no more kids. You if know? you ain't a daddy already, don't even look over here. Don't come see about me, okay? And by daddy, she means like you you don't want to have no more kids. You good? You gotta have kids, and you don't want no more kids, right? Mm-hmm. We think we thinking about how we need to retire before we need to retire. We're thinking about who's going to watch these kids while we go on vacation, okay? <laughs> Do we need another passport book? Okay, that's that's the mindset I need. I need someone who's looking for multiple income so they don't have to physically work Mm. because the older my kids get in this world that we live in, I need to be able to be like, oh, you got this going on tomorrow. I'm there. 
I'm not trying to put in time at nobody else's dream mm-hmm. to see if I could get off to support my child. Mm. And so that's just how I know my future needs to be set up. So if a man comes across my eyes and he don't fall into my plan, mm-hmm. I cannot engage with that because that's wasting my time. Mm-hmm. Same thing with men. If you see a woman, she looks nice. It's okay to give a woman a compliment. But if she doesn't fall into your plan that you have for yourself for success, leave her alone. I had to learn that the hard way. Like, I would say close to the end of this year, I done cut off like three three women. It was just like... Good job. I was just like, yo, it's over. Like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm tired of toxicity. I'm just done. Like, yeah. I'm just tired. I just be like, we could be cool, but I'm, I'm like, it, that, that what we have will never happen again. But you know what? That's the thing. Like what you said on your uh, last episode, the way you had somebody the first time, you'll never have. Yo, that is so facts. And when you said that, I was like, exactly. Because once somebody shows me their ass, Mm -hmm. I have now learned to love you in a limited box. Yep. And no shade, but. We will never outgrow this box because you showed me that you don't deserve to outgrow this box. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get more from someone. It won't be me. Mm-hmm. You know, and when people do that, you're not a bad person for setting up your boundaries and your limits because people respect you more when you have limits. Yep. But when you keep shitting on people who love you and care for you and will do anything for you to be set up in a good way. That person who's being disrespectful is going to have less and less and less respect for you. And I would never put myself in no position to be that. I don't care how much I love you. I love loving people from afar. (laughs) I don't think any of my exes are horrible people. I just feel like they're not people for me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's a good way to put it. Listen, don't burn no bridges. Don't talk shit about nobody because if they once were good enough to be with you, they work good to somebody. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So I just don't like when people break up with people and then they just pour on the dirt, pour on the dirt. Yeah, I feel you on that. They wasn't dirty when you was fucking them off. I'll be hating that. You like, I cut this chick off and she was talking all this shit. And I was just like, you wasn't saying that a few weeks ago listen, when I was in your guts. Like, listen. now you got all this shit to say. You wasn't saying listen. this shit just yesterday. You just mad. When I tell you, my oldest daughter's daddy. He ain't good at shit else but cooking and not having to breathe for a long period. Okay. <laughs> but that's it. You know what I'm but that's it. You know what I'm saying? I want to trust him in anything else. Okay. Um, and the other one, he has his pros and his cons, like everybody. But once you see enough. You know enough. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And I don't need to see anything else. I'm good. I'm, I'm ready to see something new. Uh-huh. And until I see something new. Do you want to start a podcast but don't know where to begin? Reach out to the Average Joe Media, a podcast traveling company. They bring their top of the line equipment to you, record your episode and edit it and email it back to you in just a couple of days. Monthly consultations also come with being a client as well along with affordable prices. All you have to do is talk and they would do the rest. 
express yourself, speak your mind, and relax. Let us do the work for you. Go to www.theaveragejoemedia.com to book your session today. The Baby Daddy Chronicles podcast is a podcast dedicated to fathers of all kinds who are being a positive role model for their kids. This podcast is to uplift fathers and tell their stories. Whether you're a husband, stepdad, baby daddy, or guardian, this podcast will allow you to tell your story. This podcast is available on all major platforms and releases a new episode every other Monday. Follow us on Instagram at Baby Daddy Chronicles Pod and email us at Baby Daddy Chronicles Pod at gmail.com. Welcome to the Baby Daddy Chronicles. And remember, all fathers who take care of their kids matter. The thing about adulting that and what's ghetto about it is when you want your peace, it's boring. That is facts. When you want your peace, your phone is dry. Mm-hmm. When you want your peace, um, you rather go on a website that's free, rub one out, and roll the fuck over and go to sleep. Yo, for Instead real. of like go back and forth with someone that's really not into you. But John hit me up and was like, he want to come over. I was like... Oh, that thought. I wrote the one out. I was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Like, I'm good. I'm I, I, was I'm like, so I was like, I'm good. I just, I was like, oh, that thought. I'm good. No, like, I refuse, man. Yes, man. Like, niggas be so clouded by the pussy. And after that, you just be like, fuck, now I know why I don't fuck with you. I know why I don't fuck with you. It, it comes back to me now. Like, you're so fucking annoying. Hello. Just hell, I just be like, oh. Hello. Because it takes me a long time to cut somebody off because I try to see the good in people. Once I get to that point, when I be like, I'm done, and they be like, mm, talk to me and be oh, like, Oh, you nah. still at the point where you tell them you done? Yeah. I don't say shit. I don't really like ghosting people because I've been ghosted, so. It's not even about ghosting. It's just like, yeah, my number works. Yeah, I haven't been calling. Yeah, I'm not coming by. Yeah, I saw that you put me in the um, group text, and I removed myself from the group text. Um, just so people need to learn to accept that no response is a response, uh. and it's it's okay to back up, and it's okay to experience people, and you just experience somebody. Uh-huh. Um, you don't have to talk about it. You don't have to have dibs on people because the, the reality is we don't own nobody. Yeah, my kids came out of my Yuha. Okay. Hated that experience, y'all. Hated it. Um, but the reality is if this US government, after I signed that certificate in the hospital, sees that I'm not 
fit, quote unquote, to take care of my kids or I'm not doing the needs of the mm-hmm. basics, they will come pick up my kids and be like, we got to get ours. Because once mm-hmm. you have kids and they got a social security number, that's an account for them to make money. Mm-hmm. So I can't be fucking up their money. So they got to come collect. So you don't own anybody. You married. You don't own anybody. You you engage. That means you are very interested in becoming one with this person. Mm-hmm. But you are still single. That's fact. That is big. Fact. You are single. And I don't own anybody. I want everybody that's in any type of relationship with me. Friendship. Uh, fuck ship. Uh, whatever we doing. Know that you are welcome to leave. Okay. My house has four doors. Okay. I am not locking you in here. Um, all of my relationship have open door. You can walk out and you can knock and see if I let you in. But at the same time, I don't want anybody to feel like they have to be with me. They have to stay or they have to keep me around Mm -hmm. if you don't want me around, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and once you learn that somebody leaving you, whatever that is, is a game, you'll be all right. Yeah. Once you learn that uh, you meeting new people, people that pour into you, give you new opportunities, put you up on shit, um, you'll learn why the Lord made room. Mm, yep. no, me and my boy was just talking about that today. Mm-hmm. He was like, hey, I told you. The other side was going to be nice. He's <laughs> like, I told you the other side was going to be nice, Listen. and I was just like, "You right, my nigga." Like, you right. Like, yeah. he was like, "It's always another side to it. It's always another side to every coin. You just got to see it through." Yeah, you just got to see it through. Yeah, I think the best thing about adulting, besides that ghetto shit, besides the. You know, them saying, we're going to pay you this salary, make it work with all of this other shit you got to do to stay legal. When I was 32, I understood why people did illegal shit. You know what? Now that I'm 32, like, yo, when I be seeing like people like when I be hearing about people selling, selling crack and I be like, I get it. I get it. I'm too pussy to do it. But I get it. But if I was about that life, I'd be doing it, too. You know what I'm saying? I don't know about having any uh, yayo between my creases, but I understand why people do illegal shit Mm -hmm. and don't be fooled by these politicians. Don't be fooled by these, um, company owners. They found a legal way to do illegal, to do illegal shit. Big facts. You, you knowing the laws is slightly illegal, but it's legal. Mm -hmm. You have a reason why, it was okay for you to do. You figuring out how to not pay taxes because this is an asset, not a job for you. Is you figuring out a legal way to do illegal shit. Uh-huh. And I feel like the only reason why a lot of states are still waiting on weed to be legalized and all of this is to be legalized because the government's trying to figure out, okay, for this state, how can we tax this? Facts. Big is facts. everybody okay with this amount? All right. We'll go ahead and make it legal. Like, bitch. Facts. Like why are like why are we still drug testing for weed? Like that should be pissing me off. Listen. And I don't even smoke like that. I'm also at a point where I'm just like, you know what? Why didn't somebody tell me about edibles earlier? Bro. <laughs> you mean I can be you just know at peace more mm-hmm. and you don't have to smell me, mm. but you understand me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um 
I just feel like if you're not taking drugs and you live in the United States and you are, are you are a brown skin tone, how are you surviving without drugs? How are you surviving without painkillers because you overworking yourself? Uh-huh. How are you surviving without herbs and supplements? How are you surviving without people that actually bring you peace? How are you surviving without the Lord's gifts from these plants? How are you surviving out here? <laughs> How are you sane? Okay. Um, the reality is drugs aren't bad. They're not. It's anytime you abuse anything, it becomes a negative. Uh, if I have a lot of money and I spend a lot of money on the wrong shit, it becomes a negative. Uh-huh. If I have a lot of money and I spend a, a lot of money making other people's lives better, it's some good shit. The common denominator is balance. There's balance in everything. And once you learn balance, you'll be good money. Uh-huh. Okay. If, if it was where still, you know, you can't have alcohol, it's illegal. Why is it illegal? You know, because if we let everybody have it, they'll just drive drunk and hurt themselves. No, you just need rules for the shit. That's facts. Big facts. You need rules for the shit. Everybody knows that once your dentist give you them oxys, you know not to take all of them at once. <laughs> Unless you're trying to see God a little bit sooner. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's not a bad drug. You just need balance. And so for me, when it comes to like people that suffer with addiction, I don't get it. Because I've been around hella dangerous pills since I've been like, since I can remember, uh-huh. six. Like, my mom takes 13 pills a day. Uh-huh. So, I've, I I don't have an addictive personality, so I don't understand how somebody can't stop drinking. I don't understand how somebody can't stop smoking. I don't understand how somebody can't stop popping these pills as, you know... Getting them deeper and deeper to a hold and ruining relationships. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Euphoria. Okay. Um, minus the pink things and uh, perky titties. It's, it's a really eye-opening show. You know what I'm saying? But um, I just feel like balance in everything. When it comes to adulting, it's all about balance. You know, do for others, but don't. Do for others to the point where you forget yourself. Uh, that's facts. You know? That's facts. Make it make sense. Do it in a healthy way. Because I value my peace over everything. A lot of people get mad at me in life because I, I my phone lives on D&D. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I, um, I only listen for calls when I know I'm supposed to get a call in. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? Greg, shout out to Greg from Young Black and Bothered. He be like... Answer your goddamn phone. I'm, <laughs> text me. I'm, I'm calling you. I'm like, all right. I'm like, I'm gonna answer it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, when I'm sleepy, um, after my punani's happy, my phone is on airplane mode. Especially if both of my kids is here. Like, <laughs> I am nobody's emergency person. If anything happens to anybody I love, by the time I get up, no one on this earth that I love as of now will ever leave me. In the physical and not know that I love them and I, I showed them what I needed. Uh. And so when people have passed, I don't feel guilty like I didn't get to show them what what they meant to me. Uh-huh. Um, because I know I expressed it every chance. Like I'm one of those people where I can go seven years and not talk to you. Uh. I could go ten years and not talk to you. The last time we were together probably was like some bad shit. But if you come across my mind, I take that as like a God 
vision uh-huh. or God thought. And I'm just like, maybe me calling or reaching out to them right now is going to make something else for them better, uh-huh. make something greater. Maybe this is what they need. So who am I to ignore uh-huh. this? It's not because I, I want to get back. It's not because, oh, I'm, I'm calling to make amends. I ain't calling to do none of that shit. <laughs> everything I said the last time I meant, meant it. it. <laughs> everything I did the last time I meant it. But I'm honestly calling you because you came across my mind and I wanted to share this. All right, bye. Click. Uh-huh. Not call you later because I'm not going to call you later. <laughs> you know what I'm That's who I am. I'm random. Sometimes I like might hit the group text and be like, hey, life is good alive. Shout out to Baylor, Drake, and Gigi. Here's my mom number. Did she start did she start her podcast yet? Not yet. Not yet. It's coming. Okay. Gigi, bring your ass. Um, and I'll text like, here's my mom's number just in case anything happens. You can't reach me. And I was like, what the fuck? What's going on? Where are you at? Are you okay? And it's not that. It's like the people that you're closest to. Mm-hmm. Social media is like an illusion, especially in adulting right now, because it overtakes everything. Who is not on social media? Uh-huh. If you have a business and you're not on social media, you don't have a fucking business that's profitable. Um, if you have a business and you don't have TikTok, what the fuck are you doing? Um, it gives us an illusion that we're close. Uh-huh. Okay. I saw you post yesterday. I thought everything was great. Why? I posted what I wanted you to see, mm-hmm. not what you needed That's to see. That's facts. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like when it comes to my pod fam, the people that I podcast with the most, I share the most, I put on the most, I uh, promote the most. I feel like, what if tomorrow you don't you don't hear from me? What if tomorrow you don't get a voice note? What if tomorrow you don't see? Um, A titty come across your screen. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) How are you going to know that I'm still breathing? Mm -hmm. You know, what's who's going to be like your emergency check? How are you going to know? You know, are you going to check Instagram? Are you going to check Twitter? Are you going to call me? I usually don't pick up. Mm -hmm. Are you going to text me? I always have my phone. Okay. But if I don't answer, who's like your go-to to be like, I know something's wrong because they said this. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's why I give, like, if I give you my mama number, I fuck with you. I fuck with you the long way. And when I ask random questions to people in my world, I'm just like, if you couldn't reach me, who you gonna call? Mm-hmm. And they give me, I'm gonna call this person, I'm gonna call that person, I'm gonna call this person. And I'm be like, all right, you in good standing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, when I hit certain people up and I'm just like, you got life insurance? And they'd be like, man, why you manifest the negativity? It's not. It's, it's a, reality. It, it, for real, man. It's to cover your ass. It's reality. And if you got kids and you don't have life insurance, what the fuck are you doing? It, if you got a house and you got a business and you got assets, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, make it make sense. And it's just like people don't understand it. And when you don't understand the things and the tools and the resources that are here to help you excel... Understanding that with a certain life insurance policy, you could be your own bank. Yep. That's where you're losing. That's where you're losing. People that are still focusing on savings accounts and free accounts. And I got this and this in my savings sitting. So you're bragging about you got this and this in your savings sitting, making a bank money, and you're still waiting for your check to come in. 
Like, it's, mm. it's like you got to make sense when you know better, you do better. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't sit and say, you know, my mom never taught me this. You know, my dad wasn't allowed to teach me this, so I just don't know. So that's why I keep doing this. No, you keep doing it because it's just easier to be ignorant. Uh. It, um, it's better to crutch on I didn't know or I'm black. They don't teach us about that in school. Mm-hmm. Instead of they, learning it yourself. Listen, they don't teach us about a lot in school, but that's not an excuse. So I'm just at a point now where this year I'm focusing on more ways to make money uh-huh. with less hands. Do it with no hands. Do it with no hands. Okay. Less hands doing physical things that's making me more money. Um, I just want to be at a point where if my kids needed something, I ain't got to say, let me see. Or let me check my bank account. Or let me move some money over here. Uh-huh. I know, like, I got this account for this. It's here. Got it. I can take care of you. Emergencies come up. I can take care of you. Um, you know, somebody else that I love falls on hard times here. Uh-huh. You know, and once you set yourself up in a way where you can do that in adulting, that's when adulting becomes fun. But adulting is not fun when... You're constantly waking up, living for somebody else's dream. Uh, Adulting is not fun when you don't have a plan. uh, Adulting is not fun when the people that you went out last night and got litty with uh, left you with the check. Um, They don't work, but they drank up everything you had last night. And they want to brag about um, how it was a good time and you want to go out on Wednesday. No, bitch. I got to pay for the fact that y'all <laughs> drank up $300 worth of drinks and you don't work. You staying with somebody because they letting you stay with them. But I have a whole apartment. I got a car. Mm-hmm. I got uh, insurance. I got to take care of. I am too moisturized to be in jail for not doing the shit I need to do. That's facts. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes in life and especially in adulting, when you're living right and you're doing the things you're supposed to do, It feels like you're doing it the stupid way. Sometimes it seems like the people that's not living right are having more fun. Uh But the way I look at it is like work while your body works. (laughs) (laughs) Your 30s is all about feeling your body. Uh Um, That shit changed. Listen. The reason why I sleep on $300 sheets is because... Of the life I lived in my 20s when I didn't have a, a real bed with a bed frame and, uh-huh. a, and, a, and a bed board and all that. When I slept on, um, you know, an air mattress uh-huh. that by the time I got up, I was on the floor. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? When you realize shit like that, you appreciate a bed that you had to buy in pieces because that's the reality of adulting also. All the shit that you see in people's houses and shit. They didn't get that shit at once. Listen. They got that shit over time. <laughs> Reality is, if you buy a house and you want to furnish it, it's probably going to take you five to six years to furnish it the way that you want it. Uh-huh. Okay? And that requires vision. That requires discipline. That requires you not uh, going on a whole bunch of trips for the gram that requires maybe you getting a smaller wedding ring if you get married so you can put more of a down payment on the house. Mm-hmm. Because to me, when it comes to that marriage shit too, 
I think in your 20s, you're like, okay, I'm at this age, I'm gonna meet somebody. At this age, I'm gonna get married. At this age, I'm gonna have kids. I got to a point where I saw that it took me three plus years to invest in a relationship that I thought was gonna end with marriage and kids. And when that relationship failed, um, for insecurity reasons, it wasn't even nothing horrible. It was like people with insecurities. Uh-huh. Um, I said, I don't have time to invest three plus years to getting to know somebody to see if they're possibly going to be the body for me uh-huh. um, to procreate with and share my child with my mom. I'm the last of my mom's kids. Uh-huh. She has five kids. I'm the only girl. And I'm, I was the only one at the time without kids. And so when that relationship failed, my mind went into like overdrive. I'm just like, damn, my grandfather just died. Um, so I no longer have grandparents uh-huh. to see my kids. The only person I have left that's of like importance that I want my kids to actually experience is my mom. That's where I think that's where I'm at now. So after my last relationship, you spend mm-hmm. like two and a half years with somebody. Think you're going to get married. Close by the ring ain't happened. Bam. Yeah. My parents is waiting for it. My mom would like for us to wait to have kids till we get married. But I'm like, mom, you ain't getting no younger and I'm getting older. <laughs> and I ain't you're like, but that's the thing about men too. You ain't got shit to worry about. True. But also, so growing up, right. I didn't really have relationships with my grandparents like that. My dad's dad died when I was like four or five. Mm. My, my dad's mama wasn't really tight with it. She moved in with us. But at that point, she had like all times so where she didn't really remember who I was. Mm. On my mom's side of the family, yeah, we went to go see them. But we never was like really tight, tight. Mm-hmm. So I want that for my kids. But it's like, I'm about to be 33. They about to be 64. I don't want to wait till I'm 40 and they damn near... 70 to to fucking have kids like i told my mom i was like yo this realistic idea of us waiting to get married and have kids you could take that shit with me and kick that shit out the road like i'm gonna have kids <laughs> in like two years like it's not about to happen and i was like because it's just and more than likely that my ex was probably my last shot of having a kid with somebody who had no kids i'm going back to being a stepdaddy that's another thing that a lot of men struggle with um is i want Whoever I have a kid with to be their first kid. Um, I would love for that to happen, but now that I realize that ain't going to happen, I'm back to being stepdaddy Jackson. But I'm still, okay as a single black male um, that only likes vagina, you're still in the running, you know, at the top. Uh-huh. Um, what you need to focus on is, is the fact that you are a single black man without kids. Uh-huh. Women want a man uh-huh. without kids. Uh-huh. But at the same time, with that mindset, you got to keep in fact that you got to make sure all your ducks is in a row. Uh-huh. Financially, the way you live, um, the way you carry yourself, um, your setup, um, the way you respect other people, the things that people have to say about you. Uh-huh. Um, and just being knowledgeable about what the fuck it actually takes to be a great father out here with these prices going the fuck up. The reality is when my dad was a father, he probably thought I'm a great dad because I provide a house. Mm-hmm. You know, I have two cars. Um, we got the biggest house on the block. I got a business. I own property. Um, 
I dress nice, I smell good, all the bitches want me. Um, and I got a wife that cooks me three meals a day. And none of the lights have been ever been off. They got clothes and they got water. He probably thought that was it. But I, I have never remembered my dad spending time with us, going on vacation with us, coming to my school for anything. I don't even remember my dad coming to the hospital once. And that was when I got my tonsils taken out. Mm. But as far as like doctor's visits, uh, field trips and all of that, real parent shit, my mom was a single parent ever since I came yeah. out of her. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And that's the reality of a lot of people today. I feel like dads today really do more as fathers. And for you, by the time you become a father, you just have to make sure your life is set up where you can fall in line and do more. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, oh, you just give me money and I'm here. Yeah, see, that was the kid. one thing I will say with my dad. Like, he was very good at providing, but also very good at being there for us. So I have, yeah. a, I have a good foundation because I don't want to be just giving you money. I want to be able to go to your games. I want to be able to go to your, I don't know about right. cheer, but I'll go to cheer if I have a daughter. Like, I'm, I want to be able to I do shit. <laughs> Fuck that girly shit. Like I know I have I know I have one daughter that wants to go to dance. She wants to do gymnastics. She probably gonna be a cheerleader and shit. And her dad was like, Look at some classes and stuff. I need to put her in stuff. I said, Okay. Play up. <laughs> if you got it, send him the link for that shit. Each class is two hundred and fifteen dollars. It's been quiet ever since. Mm. That's what I thought. Like giving your children Opportunities and extracurriculars. That shit costs. That shit is money. When I wanted to get them swim lessons last year, it is $75 for the membership and $50 each lesson. And the lesson is only 30 minutes. The front, um, my friend now, man, it's just like her daughter's in cheer. And I'm just like, bro, this shit is expensive. It's crazy. I'm just like. And don't send them to a school where they want you to volunteer. Like you gotta pay to get into a, a chair competition that my that that my human is being a part of. Like you also you want me to pay the fee, then I gotta pay to get in. This Listen, is wild. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Um, so as far as like sports, I don't know if my kids are gonna do sports. I just know like until my life gets to the point where I can tell people when I'm coming in. Uh huh. Until my life gets to a point where I could be like, my kid has this going on today. I'm not going to be there. This this and this needs to be handled. Deuces. I can't logically say as a mother who has two kids and another parent that is helping with one, but the other one does not have another parent. Mm -hmm. Because I don't like the title, I'm a single parent. I don't feel like a single parent. Um, I feel like... I'm a parent of two girls with one understanding father and the other one is absent. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like I balance it well. And what Mariah Carey said, I'm going to do the best with what I got. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I feel like until I'm in a position where I can say more yeses, I can't take anything on my plate. Uh-huh. And that's going to be an episode for me on She Gets a Pod about um that's a trigger for me when people want to add more onto my plate uh-huh. and i ain't got no more time <laughs> <laughs> i ain't got no more time and it's such a um i get really defensive when people want to add me into shit uh-huh. or call me on a sunday and be like 
can you come here and do this? What? It's my titty out day. It's my <laughs> no draws, make it slap day. Like, why are you calling uh-huh. me? No, I don't want to leave my house today. Um, it's about balance and it's about knowing when to say no. Uh-huh. And it's about um, being realistic about who you're going to be as a parent. That's fact. Because that's a whole different level of you. Uh-huh. Who you think you're going to be as a dad right now? You probably won't be that. You'll probably be something else. That's, maybe, yeah. maybe better, um, maybe more efficient, maybe wiser. But at the same time, the cost of kids is going up every year. Yes. Um, there is no logical way to prepare for kids. Um, whether you think I have enough money to prepare for kids is not the money part because... What if you prepare to have a healthy child and your child unfortunately comes out with a disability uh-huh. and that's way more hospital bills, that's way more time out of your day, that's making sure you equip a house for a child that has disabilities uh-huh. that you didn't expect. So everything about kids is unexpected and you're learning a person that you help create. You, The person that you create is not you. Uh-huh. Um you learn each other and who I was as a mom with Anya is completely different from who I was as a mom with Ari uh-huh. um, because they're two different personalities. But who I am with both of them is a more open person. Uh-huh. You know, um, I know that they require different things, but at the same time, I got to be real about me. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be the mom that cusses around their kids. But sometimes you have some kids that don't. They don't respond to you saying things nice. Uh-huh. And you be like, get up in listen, can you pick that up? Step over it. Um, I'm going to pick up your shoes. Step over it. Pick up the goddamn shoes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't like when you yell at me. Yes, you do. You like that shit. I know you like that shit because that's the only thing you respond to. And so sometimes you have those kids, but. I also explained to my kids that if I said something that was inappropriate for you as a child and you repeat it and you say ship instead of the word that I actually said to any other adult, they're going to say that you said the cuss word. So don't say it. Um, I explained to them what cuss words mean. Uh So they're not oblivious in the conversation that somebody else is having with them. Uh I explained to them what um, derogatory words are. Um, my children listen to Wu-Tang and Tra- uh, Trap Call Quest, okay? Um, I am not the mom that plays just kid songs in the, in the truck. Uh, but my children are very aware, but they are also respectable kids. Uh-huh. Um, Ari is a terrorist. And <laughs> whenever she doesn't want to be bothered, she will cuss you out on the sly. And then when she gets snitched on, she'll come to you with the face like, <laughs> I told you to leave me alone. I told you to leave Girl, you ain't had a cusser. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's real. Parenting is real. Adulting is real. Um, just do your best. Mm-hmm. But don't lie about doing your best. That's fact. Because, bitch, we know when you're lying. That's fact. We know. We know when you're lying. Um, what I want to tell men is, like, don't lie to these women. Please don't. You get more pussy when you're honest. That's so facts. Um, Women, men don't give a fuck about the motherfucking lashes. Uh, I don't be giving a damn. Ain't no need in getting your nails done 
and all of this shit, if you gonna bring him to your messy ass, nasty ass house, he gonna dog that pussy out and never call you again. <laughs> like, set up your priorities to where it makes sense for you. Uh-huh. Um, fresh face will always win over a caked up one. Uh, real bodies matter. <laughs> Listen, real bodies, okay? Because I don't know, like, as a woman. How do you completely distort your body and then give birth to a human being that you're trying to convince is you're perfectly fine? Uh-huh. You know, like um, I was talking to my eight year old the other day and she she said something. I said, no, I would never do that. That's too girly. I said, I don't know if you noticed, but I'm not really a girly girl. I might have girly things. I might have nail polish. I might have makeup, but I don't let you see me put that on. Uh-huh. I don't like putting that on. I rarely put that on um, because that's not important. What's important is that you're comfortable with yourself. Uh-huh. And she was like, I know you're not girly because you don't do that girly stuff. She said, would you ever do lashes? I said, hell no. I hate shit on my eyes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but that's real. And I can't raise daughters and be like, you're beautiful as is. You don't need makeup. If all they do is see me caked up. Uh-huh. If all they do is see me cover my real hair. Um, if all they do is see me go get my nails done. I hate seeing kids in a nail shop, but the reality of being a mom that lives by herself with two kids is sometimes I don't have nobody to keep the girls for like an hour so I could go get my nails done. Uh-huh. But I still can't be fucking with claw feet. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. We gotta. Uh-huh. Sometimes you're about to be in here. I'm gonna pick the less busy nail shop. I'm not going in there every week. I'm I'm not that girl. But I know when like, oh, this is beyond. I could do it. I need to go see somebody. Uh-huh. Um. So it's really about knowing yourself and just being comfortable in that shit. A lot of the shit that you think matters in adulting, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't fucking matter. You can have kids later. You can have your adult life not having kids. It doesn't make you less of a good person. It doesn't make you um, better off because you have kids and you're married and you have two cars and you have the garage. A lot of people that's married is fucking unhappy and miserable. Uh. They're unhappy and miserable and they're saving face. And the only thing that's keeping those marriages and those relationships together is the fact that somebody in there is fucking off with some other bitch that doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Or man. Either or. Or man. Because, you know, today they got sidemen <laughs> that's proud to be sidemen. But to me, it's kind of like, if you're not happy, you shouldn't feel guilty for saying I'm not happy. Yeah. And um, I was talking to... Um, too much game podcast today. And I'm just like, I think a lot of the problem with men and women is men were mentally trained to always tell women what they want to hear and Uh. what's going to make them feel good. And so when women be like, why are you always lying? Why are you always lying? Because society says you bitches (laughs) want men to tell you the good shit. Uh. Because if I tell you the bad shit, you were never mentally trained to handle the truth. Uh-huh. Your daddy lied to you. Your mom skipped over the facts. Uh, all the movies told you you need to wait for your Prince Charming. And nobody corrected you in your teens, your 20s, and now you in your 30s looking for a husband. And you you flawed the fuck out. Uh-huh. And you expect me to treat you like a queen 
but your characteristics don't match queenship. Mm. So it's kind of like there's things on the man level that need to be corrected, and there's things on the woman level that need to be corrected. I just never felt like a man is supposed to come into my life and fix it. Uh. I felt like if I'm doing all of these things great in my life right now, the only logical way that I would partner with a man in life is if he makes what I'm doing right now that's great better. Uh If you're not making it better, if you're not pouring into it, if I'm not making your life better and pouring into it, we don't need to be doing shit. That's facts. And so if it's just fucking you like, you should be able to say, hey, you look nice. What do you like to do? What are your pros? What are your cons? What are your no's? What's your um, safe word? Pineapple? Okay, good. Would you like to fuck? <laughs> and, and if that's what you need to do, do it. Uh-huh. But if it's a relationship you want, say, I'm looking for a relationship. Thank you for the compliment. I'm not interested. And hold your ego. Facts. Hold your ego in your pride because let's be real. Women have egos and prides too. When you key up men's car, that's your ego. That's your pride. Oh, definitely. Um, when you call women that he's digging out in many ways, that's your pride. That's your ego because nobody needs to be calling anybody. If a man makes a choice, he makes a choice. Don't be so, mad at the choice that he made. Uh, figure out what you want to do with the choices that he made. Same thing with men. If a woman that was flaunting her whole body for the world to see on social media and in a club was used to wearing certain shit like this, don't get with this woman and be like, so now that you with me, I need you to cover up. Yeah. That's not her thing. That's not her thing. But there are some women, though, and after that, we'll we'll wrap this up. There are some women, though, that will, like... It's two versions of them. It's single them and it's relationship them. So they dress different. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, yeah, nah. Like, if I see that you dress like that and I get with you, I'm assuming that you're going to continue to dress like that. I got to be okay with it. Yeah. That's how, that, that's how that works. Yeah. But this has been amazing. Of course. This has been dope as shit. Tell them of where course. they can find you at. And you're like 8,000 podcasts. <laughs> okay. So you can find me at Shambi Podden on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, you can find me at She Gets a Pod on Stereo. I have a show tomorrow um, with Dungeon for the Real Relationship Report podcast. I got Cozy Moon podcast for people who skeet and uh, <laughs> did not beat that meat. <laughs> and now you have kids. I got um, So What Page You on Bit podcast, which is a book club with Casey and Kiki, where we read a book each season and we go over it and we talk about adulting shit like we did tonight. And um, Young Black and Bother Greg and I have, you know, came together and we do a show called A Loud Mouth Stereo on Stereo and we talk about various shit. And um, I feel like that's it. She Gets a Pod drops every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to drop a weekly update show tonight, tomorrow morning at 12 a.m. to let y'all know what's going on. But other than that, catch me in these streets. I appreciate you for, streets. you know what I'm saying, popping through. Hey, man, I had to. You know what I'm I had to. Appreciate you. Always, man. You like the, you like the hardest person in the podcast game i know i thought i was working hard then i met you and i was like i mean i don't want to work that hard (laughs) i want to work hard but i want to work that hard well me looking at you now i'm just like damn he know what this and this and this Mm -hmm. doing he know what he need to do he know what he need to click 
what I think is hard for you is not hard for you. Mm. Vice versa. Okay. You, what you think is hard for me is not hard for me. Mm-hmm. I ain't doing nothing I can't handle. I feel you on okay. that. I feel you on that. Shout out to my DP. Okay. Um, so I don't know. We do our best. Um, don't put more on your plate that you can't handle. Big facts. You know when you need to be done with mm-hmm. shit. Um, I appreciate you. I think what you're doing with other podcasters is great. Um, continue because I don't feel like there's enough blackness in this podcast shit it really that is, gets yeah. appreciation. Mm-hmm. So continue it. Most I appreciate good. you from stopping through. Always, we got next time I'll come up here. It may, it may have to be like a once a month thing. Yeah, you know, that's good. Things keep going the way they're going. It may have to be like a once a month thing. This is dope. Yeah. I want to want to live up here. Why not? It's just so it's just the traffic, and then also traffic. like my family's up here, and I just be like, I've gotten used to just living with my parents, not my extended family. So seeing them more often, I may be like. Eh. Because I keep y'all at a distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I do like some of them. I like most of them. But it's like I like most of them because I don't see y'all that often. That's like when I go to Philly. My maximum time in Philly that I could stay is probably three days. And now I need to go. Like, I'm going to see them this weekend. And we're going to link. But if I have to see y'all every day or, like, every weekend, I may start to realize this is why I don't see y'all But that's what I said. Boundaries. (laughs) Uh Like, I have lots of family here. Ask me if I have to go see them. You don't. I don't. <laughs> the only reason why I see my brother a lot is because his shop is like 12 minutes from my house. Mm. And that's my homie. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I will stomp a bitch neck for him. Um, but other than that, I really don't fuck with a lot of people. I feel you. And a lot of people are default relatives by somebody else fucking. I, mm-hmm. did, I did not tell you to make that decision. <laughs> um, so I don't talk to a lot of people I'm related to here, and I'm cool with that. So you just set up your boundaries. Mm-hmm. Just because you're related to somebody or just because somebody is family doesn't mean you are obligated to see them. For That's sure. facts. That's facts. But. You already know y'all can follow me, man. Average JT, that's the podcast Instagram. Um, leave a like, rate, review, subscribe on all, on all our podcasts. Tell a friend to tell another friend to tell their cousin to tell their baby cousin to tell their unborn cousin. <laughs> the swimmers. <laughs> to follow the podcast, man. Um, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. You know, I can't do none of this without y'all. As y'all already know. This is an Average Joe Media production. Philippians 4, 6, and 7, man. I'll see y'all next week. Go throws. <laughs>